Yes, yes, you're now rocking with the best Magnez podcast, episode 146. We're back in the place to be. Oh, man. It is the last week of February 2024. Went down to the um, uh, back home. Went back home to Oakland over the weekend and was a part of just something fucking awesome. Um, I was a little nervous in the beginning, but then when when it was all said and done, the 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 day and a half, I guess, uh, of what I was there for was just amazing. And uh, I don't really want to get into it because I want everyone to see this uh, once it's said and done. But it's probably not going to be for a while. But uh, Mike and I, uh, brother Mike, he is uh, in the house. Uh, what's up, brother? Hey, 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 always good to be here. Oh man, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to start this, everyone. But I, I'm still like in in awe and like, fuck yeah, for the whole thing. But um, before we kind of dive into what we what we were doing, um, let everyone know why we're here. Ah water okay yep uh <laughs> we um well first and first and foremost a little bit of good news i quit drinking pop so <laughs> been, uh, almost three months now popless just you know been drinking my my good clear fluids um let's see quick update uh my producer uh and my brother isaac trimble um he and i are working on one of my one a feature film script that we're pushing towards uh hopefully getting picked up uh, I'm not going to go into details about what it is, but I will let you know that uh, we had it read by um, big studio readers and we got considers, which means that it's good, but we're going to shoot for a recommend, which means it goes top of the pile and they let the word out about the script to major studio. So that being said, this project is very important. The project we just did this weekend that Magnez introduced is about the... Native American um, child development program that we were part of when we were younger in Oakland. Um, it is now, well, since um, since it moved to its fourth location, it was called Hintel Kuka, which in the Northern California upper native language means house of little people or house of children. But Kevin and I went there, Magnez and I went there in 76, um way way back in the day um and so i was asked to come and do this project now first i was i was a student me and magnez was in in the class together in 76 and then i went back in 98 uh to be a teacher when it was when, when it moved to location four and then i moved to chicago all that story but i would say six months ago about six months ago, uh, this organization, Oakland Unified School District teachers, called me and asked me if I would uh, come direct a direct a documentary that they wanted to do, telling the story of uh, of Hintel Kuka. And so we did. I, I, I called up Isaac and said, "Hey, bro, you want to be on this project with me?" He said, "Cool, let's do it." Big surprise to us is that our editor, Benjamin Hilton, flew in from Oklahoma. Um, and 
came on the project because he wanted to see firsthand what he's going to be editing. And, oh, my God, it turned into this really great project, really professional setup project. And it was beautiful, man. I mean, we put the word out uh, months ago asking for participants that went to Hintel or worked there or had kids there. And the responses, we got 20 people that signed up, kept in contact with us, you know, and then we finally booked them all up this past weekend over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Shot these interviews. They also insisted that I be part of it because I was a former student and, and teacher, so I got to be interviewed too. But it, it was just, it, it was beautiful, man. It was, it was kind of overwhelming in a way because like when all was said and done and we called cut on Sunday after our last interview and we, uh, my wife and I, she was there. She's the uh, education consultant on the film and we had to leave a little bit earlier, uh, before they packed up, we had to leave and get to my grandson's um, laughing ceremony in, in, in Navajo way. Whoever makes the baby laugh first has to throw a, a ceremony, a party for him. So we did that. We had to go and do that. But it was interesting, man. When I, uh, I got to the got to the crib, I walked in and let me let me just ask you, have you ever have you ever got hurt? like at school or something and you held it in like the pain and everything. But when you get home and like your parents ask you, well, how was your day or, or, you know, what happened? And you ever just cried? It's like, let it go. That's, that, that's what happened to me when I went in the house and there was all these people there. Right. But I walked in and Kathy, our sister, she saw me and she's like, how did it go? Everybody was like, how did it go? How did it go? And I started to tell her and then I was just like, I, I need, I need a minute. So I went in the kitchen and she came in there and she just put her hand on my shoulder and I lost it. I, I just, uh, guy, I couldn't, it, it was, it was, I started crying. Like, and then my mom came in there to see, and then they were both had their arms around me and telling me how proud they, they are of me. And I, it was it was just an overwhelming feeling is because sitting there and hearing everybody talk about their experiences and the memories the that they have that most some of my former students have of me. I, I didn't remember a lot of stuff I didn't remember. And then hearing stories about when the first class of of um hinto of, of native kids in the bay area when they were on alcatraz because uh it, we went as far back as when the program was there but hearing their stories and the things they went through after high school and you know that kind of adversity and racism and facing stereotypes you know that was those were tough stories to listen to but necessary but just coming home and like seeing my mom and my sister and feeling safe because I could, you know, I could cry in front of them and feeling like I was okay. I was going to be okay, but it was, it, it was cool, man. I mean, I, I won't tell you exact stories, but it just made me feel so much, so much more proud to be, to have my mom and dad, to have Bill and Cece Marin as my mom and dad, because 
the stories some of those people were telling about the things my parents did for them, I didn't even know. Never knew those stories. And here they are. You know, they were told to me. I didn't, and it's just I never knew my parents were were that. I, I knew they were they was deep in the native community, but I didn't know that they had done so much of that stuff. It's like you found out your dad was Batman. <laughs> oh, what? And your mom was like, you know, I ain't a Wonder Woman fan, but if you found out your mom was Black Widow, right? He'd be like, oh, whoa, okay. But yeah, man, it was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful experience. I learned a lot. You know, I'm a homeboy from Oakland. You, we homeboys from Oakland, born and raised, blood in, blood out. But there's still a lot that I didn't know about my own community. And that was eye-opening. It made me feel like I need to come home again. But here I was, you know, being being a student and come back as a teacher and they've been asked to do this. It was, I looked at it more as a, um, this, this film project is a responsibility. It's not just a film project for me. It's not just another notch on a belt. It's a responsibility. It's my duty to get these stories out there. You know, we always talk about how elders pass away and they take the stories with them because they never told anyone or nobody ever asked, but they, this story is vital because it's a part of Oakland. It's a part of our community, big part of our community. So I felt it was time for the, these stories. They felt this organization that came to me um, felt that they needed someone to help tell these stories. And I'm glad I'm so honored, man, to, to, to be part of it. Still not done yet. Just the, just the, the interviews are done, but um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was an experience. Well, you need to go to Marty's and go through all those pictures because for what he was saying, that's when I kind of, uh, when Marty was talking, uh, our brother Marty, we knew him since he was a little guy. Um, The stuff he said, that was the stuff I didn't know. So we were actually at the third site. If Alcatraz was the first, then IFH, and then a cup. Two blocks away from IFH was the third site, which was uh, on second. Is that what he said? And then the one over on 36 and then back to second before it went up behind uh, my old elementary school, Carl Monk. Um, so that was cool. I was glad that that Marty was saying what he was saying. And when he was talking about his dad, uh, Sonny Arenado, uh, one of the many dads that, that raised us. Uh, in the Bay Area, because we were all we were all big one big family. Every every grown up, every mom, every dad, every aunt, every uncle, uh, grandma, grandpa, everybody looked after all of us because we were little grommets running around powwow, running around the streets of Oakland and everything, and bowling alley and softball tournaments and everything. Everybody was watching everybody's kids there. I I don't know if it's like that now, but I mean everybody was watching us. I mean it's. The town ain't as wild as it as wild as it is now. It wasn't that wild back then. I mean, there it was crazy times, but not like it's all totally different now. But just to be a part of it, I am thinking about it. I was like, Renee was kind of like, well, well, what are you going to talk? I said, I don't know. I'm just going to answer the questions and uh, whatever I remember talk about i mean the stuff that i did mention i mean there's 
a ton more. I mean, but we can only talk about so much because it would be like a 10 hour documentary, but, um, it was a little overwhelming. I mean, I was all good all the way, uh, woke up early, got my grandkids to school. And then I took off, hit the road, uh, five hours later, I made it down to Oakland, uh, and showed up and went in there and was listening to uh, a friend of ours that passed away, um, her daughter, listening to what she had to say. I remember her when she was really little to now that she, she's grown up uh, to be a, a beautiful young woman. That's why I, I knew I recognized the face, but she was little. That's why I asked you, who, who was her mom? And when you told who her mom was, I was like, all right, OK, now I remember. But. I mean, hearing the stories uh, that the, the younger generation that was in there during the interviews and was a lot, a lot of the ones that you taught. Because uh, I I only heard the one interview when I got there Friday before I got up there to, to end the session. And then I was I list, I was there Saturday at the Native American Health Center and listened to everybody that day. Um, but right before I went in, I was I was sitting there listening to what was her name? I, can't, I don't remember her name. The one no, that was right before me. Yeah, listen, listening to her, and I was like, yeah. But that was way after I was already out of high school. Uh, by the time that uh, when did you start there? Ninety eight. All right, I was already up here by then. I, I came up here where I'm at now in ninety in, six. Uh, so, but to know who they were, see them as little kids, and now they're they're all young adults. I mean, Isaac too, him uh, growing up here and then moving down there. Um, that was a cool little story that, that listening to him and everybody that was in there on Saturday. I mean, all the stuff and then and Marty, uh, wrapping it up, man. That was yeah, that that I was tearing up during 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 all that when he was talking about his dad, but. Right before um, I got mic'd up, I was sitting there. Uh, I don't know if you were in the other room uh, talking to Isaac and um, Ben. Was that his name? Yeah. He was uh, micing me up and he was like, are right, you ready? You OK? I said, yeah, I'm good. And then he got me some water. But I was sitting there like <sighs> I was like taking deep breaths. I was like, I felt weird. <laughs> and that's when he went, you all right? And I kind of like went. I was shaking my hands, um, and then I was just, yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. And I, then I started, because I didn't eat anything that day. I kind of got up early and took off. I usually have breakfast or have lunch. I didn't have any of that. I think the only thing I ate was like a handful of peanuts and maybe a few gummy worms, and then just driving down. So I was kind of like, oh, man. I was like... Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Let me just, once I start talking, I should be all right. And that's exactly what happened. Once I started talking, um, I was basically just, it was just a conversation that, that you and I had. And I remember telling you, because I was reading these questions and all these big ass words, like, I don't talk that way. That's why I told you. I said, dude, just fucking ask me. Don't throw these big words at me that I don't know what they mean. So, but it was cool. Once I started talking, I felt. I was like, all right. I think I was just more like anxiety. And then because I was because when Renee was like, well, what are you, what are you going to say? And I'm like, I don't know. Just answer the question and I'll probably throw in some other side things. So but it was cool. Once we were done, I was like, 
<sighs> okay. I mean, I don't know how long we talked. I don't even remember. It flew by pretty fast. But uh, I know the sun was up when we started, and then it was down by the time we we got out of there. So, but I felt like, all right, cool. And then I went and had dinner with a friend, and then I was I was so wiped out, dude. I I got up at five that morning, and uh, and I was up that whole time because I was supposed to, I was gonna come back and hang out with you guys, but I was over at my friends, and I I just I was out, <laughs> I passed out. But but it was cool, man. I mean, I felt. I felt good though, because when I woke up Saturday morning, I was like, "Wow, man, that was cool." Because I remember I was sitting there telling my friend uh, what was going on, and uh, she was like, "Oh, right on, cool." So then when uh, I texted you and you guys were already up, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go down there and see." Because Renee was like, "Well, when are you gonna come home?" I said, "Well, I'll probably stay down to to like around three and then then head out." But once we got there and uh, they said it, watched you, those guys set everything up. And that, that was a lot of stuff to set up. Um, the lights, the cameras, the, the sound and everything. And I was just sitting there watching them. And then I remember talking to Ben and Isaac. It was before you got there when they were setting up. And they were like, this is nothing. And if you go to uh, a bigger set that, that that we've worked on before, when there's like a million people doing this and that. He goes, this is nothing. I was like, well, I've seen, uh, I've been on movie sets, so I've seen what, what it takes. Um, I mean, my, I've seen films get being made like out in the wild, out in the streets, but the actual set that I sat on was, uh, I was telling them was Sister Act, uh, one of the church scenes where I was sitting in there and seeing all the cameras, seeing all the lights and the. The cables and everything running all over that church and everybody and Richard Benjamin was the director seeing all the actors uh, Whoopi Goldberg and the rest of the cast all on the uh, on the stage of that church just looking around going damn this is a lot and seeing all the trucks and everything outside and the catering and then they were like yeah man this is easy man it's just two man job we get it done and and we're all good because I remember sitting there asking I was like why are you guys shooting with so many cameras and they go, oh, well, it's just because in case, uh, other than the the multiple angles, he goes, in case this goes out or that goes out, we got uh, this one going and that one going. And I was like, oh, right, all cool. So it was cool. I was, I was learning a lot just sitting there watching them. And they were as they were setting everything up, they were explaining what they were doing. So I was like, all right, cool. I, I couldn't do any of that I, unless I've done it over and over again. But just sitting there watching them, I was like, man, that's a lot. And they moved fast. I mean, they, they knew exactly how to do it, how to set it up, how to hook everything up and, and just sitting there talking to me as they were doing it all and just back and forth. And by the time you got there, it was pretty much already ready to go. And then the people started showing up for the interviews and just listening to everyone. Um, just the, the young, the, the young guys. Uh, during your time there as a teacher, listening to them talk and then um, listening to uh, a mom that uh, was taking her kids to Hintel and everything. And then uh, Brother Marty talking about all his experience and then stuff that he had. The thing that I did love is how we kept stopping because the, uh, the filming was on a busy street, uh, Friday night and Saturday. 
cars going by, little ice cream guys ringing their bells, walking, and people screaming out in the street, and just just Oakland outside. <laughs> so Bart, I thought Bart that train. was cool. Yeah, the bar, the regular train. I mean, everything, police cars, ambulances, or whatever. I liked all that. The thing that put a big smile on my face was, um, was it Shay? Was that her name? Uh, oh, the yeah. First, yeah. Um, when she was talking and then somebody drove by bumping too short, hella loud. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, that's Oakland for you. I mean, that's an Oakland G right there. So I thought that was really awesome. But listening to everybody's story on how Everybody had a totally different experience going to Hentel, being at the old site, uh, the Alcatraz, or being uh, up at the the final site, up and behind Carl Monk, and listening to the people saying that, oh, we went to Carl Monk, and some continued like I did, went on from Montero to Skyline, the little triangle uh, that they had going from Monk to Montero to Skyline. And some people were like, yeah, they, they went elsewhere. They didn't, they didn't continue after Monk. But I mean, but that was everybody's, uh, priority or prerogative because I mean, Carl Monk was up in the, up in the Oakland Hills and majority of all the students that went there lived down in the flatlands. Um, so, I mean, I was like, yeah, cause when, when I first started going there, uh, if I didn't catch a ride with my mom, cause she worked there, I had to take the bus and that was. It was a city bus, not a school bus. So it had uh, Oakland's best on the bus. Sometimes it, it got out of hand on the bus, but I made it what, to school. I made it to school every day. <laughs> what, what routes, um, like when you was on East 19, what, uh, what, what buses did you take to get up there? It was one bus, the 15, and it went all the way up to Merritt College. So it kind of dropped us off at the bottom of the hill uh, once it came up um was a Redwood Road before yeah. it made before it made the turn. Um, it dropped us off right there, and then well, it made the turn, and there was the bus stop as it was going up to Merritt. And uh, sometimes when because when we get there early, man, sometimes the bus driver, depending on who it was, would drive us way up uh, and drop us off in front of the school. But then the school was getting mad. That's too dangerous. There's no there's no crosswalk. So, but because <laughs> sometimes we, they'd go, yeah, we get off at the bus stop, then you got to walk back down the hill to the crosswalk and then walk back up. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> so, but uh, it depends on how early uh, you got there. But that was cool though, man. I mean, uh, going to Monk when I was in the first grade or uh, second grade. And taking the city bus because my kids, man, all of them, man, we had to take them to school every day. And I used to tell them, go get on the bus, go get on the bus. And Renee doesn't like when I used to say that to them, especially Eric. I was like, just get on the bus. I mean, I, that's how I got to school. And then Renee goes, why do you always tell them that? And I was like, this is a school bus they're getting on, nothing but students. I got on with every crazy weirdo. Well, it was everyone either going to school or just people trying to get to work. But then you get those weirdos that get on the bus and, and, and everything. So, And I said, and I was in first grade by myself, sometimes with Jamie, riding all the way up there. <laughs> she was like, well, I was, it was different then. And it was. I mean, it was different times back in the early 80s and everything. But, I mean, but after it was all said and done from what I saw, um, pretty much all Saturday and, and I took off 
I was thinking, first of all, when I was sitting there, I was like, oh man, I still got like a five hour drive and it was getting later and later. But I told you, man, when I texted you, I said, when I was driving home, dude, I was like, I felt, of course I was a little worn out, but I, I just, I didn't feel as tired as I thought I was going to be. I was like fucking just full of energy and I made it all the way home fine. But I, I was just thinking like, damn, listening, trying to just remember all the stuff. I mean, I was ready to just turn my phone on and just hit record just so I can hear some of these stories again. But I'm just going to wait until the whole thing is done. Um, but I just when I got home and I told Renee, and I said, oh, man, that was that was awesome. I said, you should have heard all the stuff Marty said. And she was like, oh, why don't she goes, well, when's it going to be done? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> whenever, whenever it's done, we'll, we'll see it. But, but yeah, man, I, I felt so good and just, uh, just felt the love and, and just feeling empowered and everything about what I witnessed and what I heard. And everybody just had nothing but love. I mean, especially for you, the younger ones. They were all, oh, well, it was because of you that I learned this, and because of you I learned that, and that was fucking awesome, man. I was like, wow. Because, I mean, I, I remember you working there, but I never went there when you were. I didn't go in there to see you uh, with the kids. But, I mean, outside of, of, of us being at some kind of function or at a powwow and all these little kids running up to you and like, oh, there's my teacher, and there's Mike, and da-da-da-da, and just how everyone had so much love for you. And to hear them as young adults now telling you all of this, and I was just sitting there like, fuck yeah, like, horns up, man. I mean, it, it was just amazing. I mean, I wish I could have been there Sunday, but I had to get home because uh, a friend of ours um, passed away, so Renee and, and Chris and Eric went to the service, and I, I ended up staying home with the boys. But I was kind of like, man, I mean, I, I wish I could have been there to hear more. I wish I would have got there Friday to listen to whoever was before me. But in the end, man, I I thought it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Um, and I, I, I don't know, man, I, I, it was it was it was a lot to take in. And it, it was it was it made me happy. Some of it made me tear up. But in the end, when I finally see the finished product, man, I know I know it's going to be amazing. And like you said, man, this is Oakland. I mean, it was us. I mean, and it was the the generations after us that were there. And then the way it's still going, I mean, the the center is still open. Um, it's not the same uh, than like how it started, but I mean, it, it's I guess it's good it's, that it's still open and everything. So I don't know who's up there. I don't know who's running the place, but. From what I remember, I meant to bring up um, the lady that I remember that was running it, and that was Barbara Juno. Um, amazing woman. I thought she was really nice. She just welcomed us into her family. Um, we used to, my mom and dad used to go up to her cabin along the coast, and uh, which way out in the middle of the woods somewhere. But she was really nice, and she was always. I, I thought of her as a mom. And uh, being welcoming into her family, so I thought it was really cool that it was she was running it. And then asking my mom uh, some stuff uh, later on when when I gave her a call and and let her know what happened, and she was like, "Oh, that's cool. It sounds good." And 
uh, I asked her, so well, when it's out, um, wherever it goes, she goes, she goes, I'd like for her to watch it and see what she has to say. But yeah, I, I did ask her, I mean, do you, do you want to be a part of this? And she was like, nah, it's all right. But I don't know, maybe it's a sore subject for my mom because she had to live it for years and years and years because she retired from, uh, from Hintel. So she was, I was never in her class because I can't remember what. Uh, grade level she was teaching because when I was going there it was more school age uh, level other than when when Mike and I started uh, back in the mid 70s and 76 when we went um, but yeah I, I continued to to stay there and, and met uh, a lot of friends there that I'm still uh, in contact with today um it's sad that some of some of our brothers and sisters are gone um shout out to brother d and sister mel and brother carl and uh others that that have passed and i just i, I wish i could remember all the teachers from from when i was a kid because I, rem- I can picture faces but i i can't remember names I'm, I'm pretty sure if there was pictures my mom would remember uh everybody's names and I just, I just had a blast there. Of course, man, you're, you're going to get into uh, disagreements with other students and everything, uh, fights. Uh, of course, I did. <laughs> but, uh, but it was still fun, man. I'm glad that I went there and didn't really ever think somebody would do something like this to, to talk about it. But when, when you, you're the one that mentioned to me, hey, they're doing this and we need you in it i'm like all right cool right on i'll do it um i was sitting there thinking as i was driving home i was like if you weren't a part of this i probably wouldn't have done it because mm-hmm. i, I would have probably went that's mm, eh, all right and i'm way up here and i don't know who you are but you being directing this you putting it all together and everything as well as isaac and ben and a shout out to terry it was cool i haven't seen terry in i don't know how long but it was cool, man. I mean, once once you told me about it, and I was like, hell yeah, man. I mean, anything for my anything for my brother here, I'll do. I'll do. So yeah, so I, I was I was happy. I was a part of it. I can't wait to see the finished product. But yeah, like I said, man, when when I left all the way home, I just felt like on top of the world. Like that was that was awesome. And I, I wished, like I said, I wish I could have seen more uh, on Sunday, but. I'll just wait until it's done to see what's in there. Um, how long are you? Or how long do you think this is gonna be? It's gonna be over an hour, or how? Or or did they tell you this is how long it needs to be? No, they they left all that part up to us. Um, we're still up in the air about the runtime. It's not gonna be not gonna be more than an hour, if if an hour, but. It all depends on how how they're putting together the uh, the find the uh, draft of it because we have to watch it dozens of times. Yeah, it's a lot to watch too. <laughs> yeah, and make sure the uh, make sure that um, it matches their it, it matches the organizers their their curriculum because they're they're designing a curriculum with it. So that's why we had to have a lot of those. That's why a lot of those questions that big words is because we still had to get an educational component for this project but um hey man that's that's what that's what's gonna 
you know, these kind of things, man, you got to understand these kind of things, these kind of documentaries are what get shit revitalized and get attention back into it. So that's why we got to do it that way. Because it's still education. It still has to do, it's still a school. So we have to do it that way. There, there are parameters. There's, there's ethnic studies parameters that we have to look at. There's all kinds of stuff that goes with that. And that's, yeah. that's these programs get funded. That's why they get a lot more um, concrete education and a bridge education between cultural, cultural uh, curriculum and regular schooling, but more leaning towards cultural curriculum. That's where we're trying to put something like this into public schools so people know. This is going to be part of of ethnic studies. It's huge, man. The thing that that, that was shocking to me was finding out that this wasn't, or when it began, it wasn't a part of the Oakland Unified School District. I just assumed it was because it was they had school in the title Uh, in the beginning. um, I don't know exactly when uh, uh, Oakland Unified School District considered that uh the preschool we just when we were there going there it was just the preschool we didn't wasn't hentail hentail didn't come up until later on but i mean that was like i just thought it was school and everything was all good because once i was done with there i went to elementary uh, two elementary schools one in my original neighborhood on east 28th bella vista i went there from kindergarten to second grade and then i went up uh oh that's when I, we went to arizona and i tried to go to school out there um and that was bullshit <laughs> glad we i left but uh different times back then just some stuff going on in our family but then we went back home so uh my second grade was kind of ruined so i just i did repeat second grade again once i got to car monk so but but that's they were still building the the hintel now that's still there today behind Carl Monk. Um, they were building it. So once it was done, that's when we were able to start going there. Because I remember first going to Monk, it was just Jay and I. We were the first two to go there. Um, we went, and then when school was over, I mean, mom and dad were working. So dad was in Berkeley, and mom was down at the at the old site. So we, just, we had to take the bus. But that was when I was able to take the bus with Jamie. But then, um, I think I had the I think I had an earlier start time than he did later on when uh, I think when I hit third grade because that that's when I think I remember riding the bus by myself up there. But by then, Hentel was going, and it just depended. My mom needed to be if my mom needed to be there to open it. That's when she had to show up like super early, and she would tell us, "You guys got to take the bus or tell me take the bus." So, uh, yeah. Just give us that was when bus was a quarter. I don't know how much it is now. Probably like two, three dollars or something like that. But riding the bus all the way up there uh, to go to school. I mean, soon get off the bus, go to Hantel, eat breakfast, hang out for a little bit, then go to school. And uh, usually, sometimes I would go hang out uh, in the school age room, do my homework and everything, and then just go home when my mom got off. Or sometimes if I just wanted to go home, I just soon as school was over, I would just go tell my mom I'm taking the bus home and get on the bus. But I mean, it, it was cool. I mean, I wish um, I don't know, man. You do a part two because there's still a lot more to talk about about that that place. Uh, my experience there, um, because I went from the 
the second street and the 36th street then up to where the students the place is now and we did kind of mention uh, soccer which was cool and i love that how marty brought that back into it but uh all the field trips we did i did kind of mention the places that we went but then i was sitting and thinking of other places that we went uh all over the bay area that was close and and all the stuff we did during the summer um being up there going swimming and just going to the parks and uh going roller skating and and all kinds of just fun things we did there and i don't know if they do any of that anymore um when you were working there you worked there during the summers right yeah did you guys go on big field trips and camping trips and all that we went on that one camping trip up in the hills like way back in that meadow all the Uh way up road we did that one and um a lot of trips to the to san francisco yeah uh a's games um swimming (laughs) going down to uh take the kids swimming we went to holy names and sometimes we went to the pool up at roberts park yeah it, it was fun we 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 did a lot of cool stuff i just remember just hanging out with the kids just enjoying ourselves, man. We we took them to Roberts Park one time to the pool and had a picnic, and um, or had a barbecue for them, and then they went swimming. And I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember me and Darlene were packing up the food, and this, these kids came by, and they were like, "Hey, um, can we get some food?" You know, we were like, no, this is, you know, you remember Darlene, right? She's like, no, these are for our students. <laughs> so they rode off and then pretty soon and all these rocks got thrown at us. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was, it was cool, man. It was best job I ever had. Best job I ever had because it wasn't work. You know, I was coming and, and hanging out with the, with the, the young ones and, doing you know we helped them of course our homework and stuff there was a few times i got to go sit in their their classes their science class and um hang out with mr k his teacher named uh mr karagacha that guy was cool and hung out there and mr uh mr miyamoto and it was fun man just just being in in our community and being part because there was a while there when i was lost man i i didn't think about going to work up at hintel i was still active in the native community because i was selling selling my t-shirts and stuff but then i went up there and just like filled my heart up and i was doing good you know closing a circle but i mean as as far as like for this project too is you know the one of the big opportunities was not only getting to get these stories, you know, the experiences recorded from the native community, but it was also getting to work with Isaac and Ben. Um, it, that was rewarding because I, I'm still learning about a lot of stuff about the film industry and Isaac's like mentoring me and all that. And Ben, Ben, uh, he's a, he's done a lot of editing on a lot of TV shows and, and big movies. Um, but he, his, dedication to this project is beautiful he's like you know i just i'm just happy to be here to see all this you know it's not the first native community that ben's worked in either he's kind of og at it now working with isaac so he knows the uh he knows what's going on but yeah it was it was just really fun just 
getting all this down and then i i don't know it was it was cool we all went to dinner the the crew we all went to dinner on saturday after we were done that was fun just sitting around talking about what we've heard so far and you know things that they they remember that helped us remember but um this film's gonna be huge man when it's done it's 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 gonna be huge and and i I don't care. I'll say it right now, man. I don't, I don't care if people feel booty hurt because they feel we didn't quote unquote come and find them. But hey, man, look, people are grown up. We don't babysit nobody. So <laughs> being an adult, you saw what we was doing. If you wanted to be in it, you should have said something. Should have came forward. Or granted, make your own. Granted, there were a few people that we asked. You know, elder, mostly elders, but. They refuse to do it. They don't want to be part of it. Or, you know, some of the some of the key ones, some of the elders with, with the story, the origin story of it, they've passed away. So I feel that was a huge loss is to lose people that were that actually built it from the ground up from day one, from its in, from its concept to its inception. We've lost those people. Um but it's all, you know, working in a native community, and I can say this because I'm a veteran, Oakland and Chicago, but primarily Oakland. When you work in a native community, you got to have thick skin. Because no matter what you do, if you ain't pissing somebody off, you ain't doing your job. So that's that's what we, that's the motto what we, what we say. If someone ain't, ain't throwing shade at you, then you ain't doing your job right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a few people that are going to be insulted or hurt or, you know, it's like, but you know what? Everybody's the same. Ain't nobody above anybody else unless you're an elder and you earn that. And that's the way I feel about it. And that's what, you know, they, what's, what's the term, bruh? Um, I have spoken. Yep. And if they, if they got, I told, I told people, you know, if you have a problem, let's talk about it. You know, forget all this social media bullshit. Just, you know, because that what is that going to get you? That's just going to make you look. That's just going to make you look like a hater. So I always say stuff when I do documentaries. When I get people, it's always got people on either side of my peripheral. You know, always saying you should have got this person. You should have got that person. Should did this. Should did that. You didn't get the best people. You didn't get the best people. But you know what? I got the right people. Yep. I got the right people because these these folks that came forward and told us stories that showed us that they trust us enough to share these experiences with us. They trust us enough to cry in front of us. They trusted us enough to let us into that chapter in their lives that sometimes is painful and that they could, that, that they did that. That's huge. That's huge because you know, as native people, you know, we're, 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 a lot of it, of us are trauma survivors, and for us to be able to to tell these stories in a public forum, that takes courage. And for these folks to come forward and do that, that was that was very courageous, you know. I and I don't take that for granted. I don't take that lightly. It, it was it was it was good medicine to let that out because the because this story is going to be told in film and people are going to talk about it, and then hopefully. It doesn't just stand alone. Hopefully, ten years from now, five years from now, someone says, "I want to add on to that." So then, there's 
another part of the story because the story is always changing story there's always more to it but you got to want to tell it you know you got to want to come forward and 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 don't you know don't play don't play shy guy and then all of a sudden turn into a dragon when it's done because you had you had the opportunity we gave you a chance you know we gave you months to come forward and you and you didn't but now don't throw shade at it because it's done man you know that that that's a you problem that's not a us problem so I, I don't i don't know i mean i don't i don't like to have that attitude but at the same time it's you know you gotta have what, that attitude man it's, i mean it's, it's it's i don't i don't ever want to drag you know from what i'm learning right now here in la in the industry i don't ever want to say oh it's a business thing because with our community it's not it's a family thing and if family shows up they show up if they don't they don't but still we're going to tell a beautiful story yeah and that's and and that's it it you know i i personally didn't want to be interviewed i didn't want to be and um they you had to be man you were there that they, that <laughs> that would they insisted you know they they ins- they insisted that that i do that i be part of it in that way and then it went from doing that to uh they want me to narrate it also so that there's that part but then it's it's like like i said earlier man it's my responsibility to tell to help tell this story and that's that's what i did i mean i it what i thought was cool was the way my wife uh, dr nana marin the way she switched up the questions on me because it made me because I was all prepared to answer the questions I was asking. I was I was the interviewer too, in case people didn't know I was I was the interviewer. And it was just it, it was fantastic. It's a story that needs to be told. It's a it's a because it's a legacy. It's the legacy of, of Hintel. And that's that's the story that needs to be told. It, because it's an Oakland institution, as as much as the Coliseum, as much as the Oakland Tribune Building, it's oh, Intel. Intel. Everybody knows what that is, and it's kind of funny, like, to hear young folks, because we used to say this, but hear that, to hear that still carry on into the next generation, where they would say, if you didn't go to Intel, you ain't from Oakland. <laughs> if you didn't go to Intel, we we don't know you. We don't know who you are. You didn't go to Hintel or IFH, you know? Who are you? Because that we all grew up there. Those were that was that was home. That was just home away from home, and it, it never felt like, you know, when you and I were in that. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. When you and I were in that youth program at Bret Hart, mm-hmm. I hated it. I didn't want to be there. I had fun every day. <laughs> yeah, you you did, but I didn't. You know, I, Why I, not? I, I mean, it was just everyone we you knew everybody. That, that's a story for another time. I'll tell you about it someday. But I didn't. I didn't like it there. I like the one we were at uh, Franklin. I, I had more fun at that one. But when we went to Bret Hart, it's just I don't know. I, I just did not have fun there. I hated it. Um, but moving on from that, it it was it was cool, man, to hear to see. For me, it was rewarding this project because i got to see my young people my students um who i who i call my nieces and nephews i to see them and what they're doing now and 
the one of the cool parts too is to see their parents in them. You know, like one one of them that was there, uh, her mom passed away. We grew up with her mom, and then hearing her talk and seeing her mannerisms, we're like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's you, definitely yeah. your mom. She looked like her mom. <laughs> yeah, but it, and that was beautiful. Those stories that she had were beautiful, and there was people there that. There were still people there that told me, you know, we never got to have you as our teacher because you left. You know, we came there after you. And everybody's talking about Mike, Mike. Oh, my God. If you hang out with Mike, wait till you go camping. Mike has all these ghost stories. And you should see, you know, he'll draw you stuff if you ask him. And, you know, he's real good at helping him with homework. and, And to hear them say, man, you we didn't get to hang out with you because you left. You know, one, one of the interviewees said that his heart was broken when I left. And it was just to hear that, like you, you mattered. You, you a, lot, mattered. a lot of them. I mean, most of the ones, the ones that I heard, they all said, yeah, brought up. You left. Cause you were such a big part of their life going there. And then, yeah, but then you left. Oh, that's what I noticed. I was like, wow. I had to leave, man. I had to leave. A lot of people don't know that story either, but. Yeah, I didn't want to leave the Bay Area, but it was either that or fucking be broke. I mean, my family was starting, and I didn't want to live in an apartment down there. It was just too expensive. So we, I did what I had to do for my family. I didn't want to move here. I hate this fucking town. But I love I love my house. <laughs> I love my house that I fucking busted my ass for and I own. But yeah, man, it, it just it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was something that I needed to do for my family. So I, I mean, you do what you got to do for your family, and that's what you did. You did what you had to do for family. Those little kids are, are grown grown adults now, and they never forgot what you did for them. And me hearing all that was like fuck yeah i mean that was that was awesome that was like the biggest reward out of everything hearing hearing what they had to say um mike mike this mike that because of you because because you did this for me and everything and going there going up there to be with you because maybe sometimes they didn't want to be at home maybe they didn't have that father figure at home but you were the, you were the brother, you were their uncle, you were you were their father, and that's what I saw, and the and the young and the young ones. They were, I say I'm young because I'm way older than them, but that's what I saw listening to them, seeing the the love they had for you, in their eyes and and the, and the smiles that they had, every story they brought up about you, <laughs> that day on Saturday, dude. I was sitting there like, yeah, that that's fucking amazing. That's awesome. I, I love. That that they're there and they did that, and I mean I don't know how you feel about w- what you did for them, and or I don't even know if you knew if they if this was the first time you heard any of that, but I'm sure, man. I mean the, all those all those little kids up there that know you, because like I said, when we're walking around powwows and all these little kids come running up to you, <laughs> I mean, that's how much you affected their lives, and like I said, now that they're adult and still remember all of that stuff that you did for them that is rewarding enough and now you have it all you have it all on wax to watch (laughs) it over and over (laughs) 
I thought I thought the most interesting thing, like, yeah, you're right. This is the first time I've ever heard that. This is the first time I've ever heard that I was that effective, that I, I meant a lot to them. And it was funny because when we called cut, right, we still kept the, the mics going. Because sometimes we catch things that people say off off mic or you know off that they think is done but they it, they relax them more but anyway when <laughs> nando was asking them did mike ever yell at you <laughs> and they all said the same thing they all said no but when he when he yelled you knew he was mad <laughs> and it took a lot for him to get mad which is interesting because i would hear a trigger temper I did. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck, but man. all those little badass kids that went there. Oh man, I remember hearing all those teachers yelling at them. <laughs> but I, I did <laughs> you know, because because I did because I knew what what being that badass kid felt like and getting yelled at. I knew what that felt like and it make you feel good. Did make me feel good. Maybe yeah, different feel times good. though. I mean, from when yeah. we were there. Yeah, um, I you can. Physically grab the kids and can't do any of that anymore. Oh, but different I, times in the seventies and early eighties, boys and girls. <laughs> I just I, I don't see myself ever doing that, no matter what generation I was raised in. I, I never saw myself doing that. And you know, it it was interesting that I would because there was a time when I, I just, I didn't really like kids. I didn't want to be around them. I didn't, I was so selfish in myself, looking at m- myself that I was like, you know, I, fuck this, man. Get the fuck away from me. Get these kids away from me, you know? And then I, I turned out to be a teacher. And not only that, I turned out to be a memorable teacher. Look at that ugly baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, <laughs> And then I wasn't being me because that kid was ugly. Yeah, yeah, he was. I go tell you, I'm, you know, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell the public this. You go hear this real. Okay, cool. All right, check this out, man. <laughs> so, my dad was raised by a man that was very honest, meaning my dad's very honest, and I'm my dad's son, which means I'm very honest. Because look at it like this. Would you rather have six to the chest and bleed out slowly or one to the head and get it over with? Because <laughs> if you're stupid, I'm going to tell you you're stupid. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, well, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. A, no. Look, if, if I see something that needs to be pointed out, I'm going to do it. Now, let's let's get this straight. I was like 10 when I said that. I wasn't like me and you were last week. I can't believe that ugly baby. It wasn't no. It was not like it was. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I don't remember what that kid looked like. Okay, <laughs> just just kind of give you. Okay, you're gonna remember this, all right? <laughs> remember when? Uh, oh, that feels so bad saying this. But remember, shall we go to hell? All right. Remember when Mad Magazine did that? Did that parody of Rocky? Oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I don't even have to finish it, right? I don't even have to finish it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It was Adrian, Rocky too. <laughs> Adrian brought the baby up, and and they looked at the baby, and it looked like him all beat up. 
that little kid look like? And Junior. I'm sorry when I saw him. I was just like, I pointed out to our little brother. Hey, Daryl, look at that ugly little baby. And I didn't know. Well, first of all, I should have known that this little kid, he wasn't a baby, he was like two or three. But I should have known better. Not only, like, you know, I shouldn't have said 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 that, but why would this little three year old kid be out in the middle of a parking lot? So I didn't even know like Mama Bear was close by, and I ended up getting scratched. She was like, "Hey, that's my baby." You you claim that I just said oh, but I said oh, sorry, but you no, didn't you, did. you just said oh no, I said <laughs> I clearly remember saying sorry, but you were laughing over there in the corner. <laughs> and I felt I felt bad. I was like, oh God, man, you're an, I still think about that sometimes. I was like, man, you're an asshole. Kevin thinks it's funny, but it was hella of funny. <laughs> I was uh, but, but then I'm thinking, why were we out there with Daryl? Where was we just I guess took, they were guess they were bowling. <laughs> yeah, they, they was bowling. We just went outside and we were just hanging out outside, letting them run around a little bit. But that little kid was out there scaring people. But <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that little kid and um, what was that? Oh, uh, raised in Arizona. <laughs> oh, he's a <laughs> he Already knows his ABCs. <laughs> Watch <Yeah>, this. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that kid. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, but good, good times. <laughs> it was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting time working up there because, like, like you said, you moved. Because you 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 don't want to be broke. I moved because I didn't want to keep being that Mike. Mike needed to get older and wiser, so I left home. I dared myself to leave home. I dared myself to leave. I still had people mad at me because I left home. Adults. I was mad. I mean, I, I was moved away, but you you moved on the other side of the country. I had to, man. I had to. I had to get somewhere that was decent. And Chicago was Chicago was there. Had its arms open to me. And it was beautiful, man. I don't, I don't regret moving out there one bit. You've been out there. You loved it. Yeah, and, I thought it was one of the best cities that, that I've ever been to. <laughs> oh, real quick. we're uh, In New York. <laughs> we're going there in April. Where? Uh, Ananda has a, uh, she's got a symposium to go to, a big old conference to go to in Philly. So I get to go. And then we're going to take a train and run up the stairs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you can see me, you know, run my pacemaker up the stairs, man. I'm a strong. <laughs> you know, I ain't, I ain't Rocky. I'm, I'm Mike. Mike's gonna walk up those stairs and go inside. You gotta run up the stairs, man. I mean, how, how often do you get to run up those stairs? Much okay. less be there. <laughs> All right. Well, are they gonna erect a statue of me with my big ass, like standing there holding his chest when I get up there? No. Can, Plus, I got. The, you saw how I run. You punch the kids when you get to the top. <laughs> Did you you saw that that video? Did I send you that video? Yeah, <laughs> the, the alternate cut of Rocky yeah. too. <laughs> I just I just like that one where uh, again in the Mad Magazine when he runs up there and all those people are jumping around him, and then Polly walks up there and he's standing there in his chonies, and he's like, "Look what they did to me!" And he goes, "You dummy! Those were kids. Those were muggers. <laughs> Took all his clothes." But yeah, man. Um. So we're going to go out there and she's going to take me to Cambridge. She wants to show me Yale because my wife, um, my wife went to, uh, you know this, but they don't. My wife went to, uh, she got her bachelor's degree at Yale. She got her master's at Harvard. 
And she got her doctorate at Northwestern, and now she works at UCLA. So, fuck yeah, my wife's a fucking beast. Dr. Nanda Marin, fool. Did you do all this before you guys were married? Uh, she did Northwestern after, uh, when we were okay. married. Yeah. Right. Um, she so Harvard and all that was before you? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, when did all this happen? <laughs> all right, it was before you. Yeah, she took, uh, took seven years to get her doctorate, or close to, no, about five years, but... She kicked ass, man. Now, now we're here. She's working at UCLA, one of the best colleges in the country. Yeah. But anyway, she helped a lot. I got to give my wife props, man. She helped a lot on this project because it was, she helped map it, map out the curriculum part. That's why she's education coordinator. She's done this kind of stuff before, and she's actually done a video editing and video you know shooting video for her project projects um so she was a big help helping organize us uh there's times when i <laughs> she was helping me with the questions and i was getting frustrated because i i had the questions already i i'm a mojo down already but there were some things i was missing which i'm glad she was there and leah because they would remember things they wanted to hear more so they were helping me um helping me ask the questions but it was funny man i was i was trying to tell the interviewees you know if you have a story about me don't don't point at me and go well you you say mike because no there's no camera on me like isaac said well how do you want to do these interviews do you want to be like diane sawyer you want to have a camera on you i was like no no just it's all about them but um yeah it was all in all, man, it was a very, it was a rewarding experience. It was a lot. I didn't, I didn't think that I would get that emotional later on about it, but I think just it was an honor and a privilege to be asked to do this project. And it made me think. I was talking to pops. I was talking to pops earlier or after that happened, and I was like, you know, there are no coincidences. I didn't become a filmmaker. You know, there's reasons why I became a filmmaker. And I I always thought it was because I'm going to do horror movies. Cause I, I'm a director of horror movies. But this story is probably the most important story for, you know, that I've ever done for somebody else. Well, it's real, man. We lived it. Yeah. yeah that's that's the thing, is we did. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we lived it, and... We lived it, and we're still alive to tell the story for and we did. generations after us. We did. We told the story. We're a big, we're a big part of it. You know, everybody else that came up. But oh man, just it just it, it makes me laugh, man. I mean, because I I said this earlier when we when we were even starting it, and I told him that man, just just be be prepared to uh, just be prepared to sit in the shade for a minute. They were like, "What?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, just, just wait." Yeah, the haters are coming. <laughs> so. They are, man. They're, but there's, they're everywhere. There's all these. These are the kind of people that like bitch and moan if you don't consider them an elder. See, I was told a long time ago by my mentor in Chicago. He's like, "You have elders, and you have your old bitchy people." Yep. So you know, elders, eldership you got to earn. It ain't given. I'm sorry, it ain't given. You got to earn that. By doing right, live right, do right, 
Just keep your mouth shut. Keep your powder hard. Keep keep your pecker hard and your powder dry, and the world will turn. <laughs> and what would Jimmy Dugan say? <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> it is, man. Like one of the best. Uh, not, just talk silly for a minute. One of the best pieces of advice I ever heard was a. Uh, in that movie, um, Last Man Standing with uh, Bruce Willis, when uh, Luther, David Patrick Kelly, tells him, you roll with us, you roll with the winners. Anything else is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's one little, uh, I, I, it's not really a meme, but it was a picture that always stuck with me. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's a picture of a, some black guy on the street. He says, no matter what happens, boy, Keep that motherfucker rolling, and exactly. I mean, we're we're all gonna have ups and downs in our life, and the ups are gonna bring us up, and the downs gonna bring us down to where we think we can't get back up. But like that guy says, I mean, no matter no matter what happens, keep that motherfucker rolling. Because damn it, I mean, I'm. That's why I started this show to keep that motherfucker rolling. Because I was in a bad place. For any of you new listeners uh, that that don't know, go back and to the beginning of why I started to do all this. But I mean, and that's exactly, and I, and, and I love doing it. And you're a big part of this network. Um, you're a member of the E Society. I mean, you're you're my brother, man. I mean, and just we've been through thick and thin. And again, I mean, I, I was so proud to be a part of this. I mean, right on, brother. Thank you so much for thinking about me uh, to be in this. But I mean, like I said, man, it was it was a rewarding experience to sit there, uh, to be interviewed as well as to listen to everybody else's interviews. And like I said before, all the love that these young guys and gals had for you. I mean, that, that's the biggest reward right there. Even if nobody saw this, watches this, it could still be awesome. For real. <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> Told you, man. I just, I just sit back there as a, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite memes ever, <laughs> ever. And you can't see it, so I'll describe it. It's Cobra Commander chilling in his throne. And what is it? <laughs> Fuck the haters. <laughs> well, that's word, though, man. Putting that follow if you follow me on uh Instagram, Magnez, it's gonna be up right now in my stories. <laughs> but, um, everyone, we could be here all night talking about it, but you get we didn't I didn't really go into everyone else's story on there because I'm a, we're gonna wait until you guys uh this project is done and you guys all get to see it. So I'm sure there's gonna be some kind of screening for it uh in Oakland once it's uh, all done. If you can get it in the theater, man, that'd be even awesome. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the process of doing all that. Um, and I'll be proud of it, man. Every time I've seen anything that everything you've made that I've seen is just, yeah, awesome. I mean, the very first film you're seeing that on the big screen, the smudging was awesome to watch it on my computer to watch it on my tv to watch it on my phone and then all the other projects that came after that here check this out check this out and it's all awesome dude and this one's just going to be more awesome and this one's going to be more um 
not because I'm in it, but it's going to be more, uh, I don't know the word, but it's going to be fucking awesome. Everyone. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, it's Oakland. It is. Like you said, man, the Hintel is Oakland. It's a part of Oakland, of native, uh, native Oakland history, native Americans. And it's, it's just going to be awesome. And I, I can't wait to see it. Um, when it's all said and done, man, I'm going to fly down there. And I want to sit there and watch it with you because uh, I, I can't wait. I mean, I, I know it's going to be amazing. Um, sure, you got music and everything lined up already. So, but I don't I don't want to see anything until it's done. <laughs> so once it's done, I want to sit there and enjoy it. Don't here watch watch this. What do you think? I don't want any of that. I want to see the final product and everything. Oh, that was what I was gonna say. Well, when when you, we see my fat face on on the screen, is it just gonna say Kevin Nez? That's it. No. Or is it, is it what's gonna say under my name? Let's go wait and see, bro. And what well, anything? Put Magnus Podcast under there if you can. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll, and leave, I'll, and leave without Rez out. <laughs> shout out! <laughs> shout out to what's the name for bringing that up. <laughs> I oh. just went, ah, <laughs> and Terry went, bringing up bad memories. <laughs> oh, I just, all I saw, all I saw we were talking about it was you, you, you and my, coming out of my right eye with that thumb down. <laughs> like that meme you always send me with that bearded dude with his suspender standing there with his thumb down. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that's, that, that, yeah. That, well, Good we were, man. Ananda and I were talking about that tonight, we, or today we were going to brunch. She's like, because she asked it. I'll, I'll tell you off screen. I'll, I'll tell you behind the scenes what, what she was asking me. But um, <laughs> it, it was, again, this is beautiful. And I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, First Cut. So we can, uh, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of meetings. Because it's not just like uh, one and done. You know, this is. It was cool. I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I was really, really impressed because, you know, what made me feel good, too, was Pops told me. He's like, dude, you know that you're a professional filmmaker now. Of course. And I was like, how I've, I thought I always he goes, no, he goes, you got you getting paid for this a lot. So when you start getting paid and, and I just looked at him, and I was like, <laughs> when you're good at something, never do it for free. Yep. But I would have done it for free, you know what I'm saying? I would have, you know. But I, I, like everybody else, I got bills to pay. So I was just really, really, really privileged to be part of it and just to to be involved in it, you know. So with that being said, uh, I don't want to talk no more about it. <laughs> yeah, just wait till it comes out, everyone. <laughs> so, but, but. Uh, in in another in, in other news, just everybody stay cool, everybody be cool, and whoever's listening, if you was involved with Intel, man, I appreciate y'all. Y'all carry it on. You kept you got a story too, so just, yeah, just if any of you guys that aren't in this and you want to talk about your experiences, hit me up. I'll turn the microphone on here and just I'll I'll listen to your story. I mean, because I'm there's this I can't even tell you how many students went went through that place. 
Oh, at out of all the many different sites that it was at. So, but we'll see, man. Because uh, I still, I still keep in contact with a lot of people. So, but all right, man. We're out of here, everyone. It's late. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna work in the morning and all that. And you gotta put this all together. So, but brother Mike, again, brother man, I love you, man. Thank you so much for for doing this, and thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And everyone else, man, give uh, give the wife my love and everything. So, but. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this uh, special episode. I don't know when the next one's going to be. You guys know how it goes. East Society's taking up all my time. Uh, shout out to my brother, Zisu. He's helping me out. I mean, this is good medicine. And it was good medicine doing this 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 project uh, with my brother here. So, tears to uh, more. And like I said, can't wait to see it. But anything else before we get out of here? Uh, No. No, no, no. Oh, um, so I'll be, I'll be, uh, with Isaac's help, hopefully, uh, I'll be shooting a, a new film, getting it ready for Skins Fest, uh, Skins Fest 2024. So, uh, there's a rumor floating around, uh, that, um, there's going to be a, a native horror component this year. Um, so more on that. I don't know who suggested that, some fool. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, me and Isaac got another another project on the way uh, that we're working on um, for Skins Fest. It's a short film, probably about maybe an hour at the most, maybe maybe shorter. But we'll depend depend and see because our, our reader has to go over the script and then approve it. Yeah, scripts do need to get approved. People don't know that, but yeah, it, it has to get approved and and. Uh, whatever changes but then cameras roll probably within a couple months um we're gonna shoot it in here in la but yeah man that's that's about it i'm getting my roots i'm getting my roots back into in the movies in the narrative now speaking of native horror um i don't know if this is the native that directed this so they sent us a screener to talk about it um some movies some fuckers bullshit what no it's wendigo that's just what it's called. I, I have I don't even know what it's about. They just Wendigo. sent us it's just called the Wendigo. They sent us screeners and tell us to oh. watch it and talk about it. So I haven't watched it yet. They sent me another screener too. So I got like a stack of screeners they want me to watch. Um, I'll get to them when I get to them, everyone. And uh work's always in the way and grandkids and, and all that. But again, brother Mike, man, I love you, man. Thank you so much for um let me be a part of it. And everybody that was in it, I don't know if they're going to be listening to this, but you guys should. Uh, tell your mother, tell your grandmother, tell your father, everyone listen to the show. And uh, help support it. Buy a t-shirt or something. Or uh, any of you billionaires out there want to send us some money to keep this show going. Uh, <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Mike can use it to help make his next film uh, and everything. And yeah, any of you investors want to help him out? Reach out to Mike and work something out. I mean, I wish I was a billionaire because, you know, damn well, I'd back you up with all that stuff. But anyway, everyone, we are out of here. It's late and we got to go to bed. So until next time, please be safe out there. And always remember to rock hard and skate fast.